been a very long time, listeners. Uh, so welcome back to the very delayed episode, I'm going to say five, thank you Sam, five, um, of Zeal Talk. So we have not done one of these since pre-COVID, um, the C word, dropping it early. Uh, I won't use the C word though, so that's good. Um, yeah, we have obviously been uh, delayed with this, but by very, very popular demand. I mean, I can't walk down the street without somebody being like, Jane, come on, when's the next podcast? Um, and uh, so, yeah, we're back. We have changed the format slightly, and that is to, um, I guess, fall in line with Zeal's change of proposition. So for those of you who don't know me, I mean, who are you? <laughs> who are you, Jane? <laughs> um, I am Jane. I am the CEO and founder of Zeal, and we are a full service agency that support startup and scale up e-commerce companies. Um, so this podcast is really to interview uh, people that have either started up a company or who support startups and scale ups. And it's really to get under the skin of the people behind those companies, what drives them, why they do it. Um advice they would give to people along the way and also just to find out a bit about you know the human beings under the the business thing so Lisa's laughing she is our first guest hi Lisa hello Jane. this is Lisa Lister so she set up a company called Progress Marketing how long ago nearly 20 years but we don't have to remember that no we don't need to say too many about the dates too much about the dates but also an interesting uh first guest because not only do you run your own business and started up your own company. But you also, a bit like Seal, support a lot of startups and scale-ups in their journey. <clears throat> so I thought Lisa would be a great first guest because I guess you can see both sides of the coin. You've done it yourself. You've been on that journey, which we will hopefully find a little bit more about. Um, and also you support a lot of people on that journey. So <laughs> the format of the show is I'm just going to ask you loads of questions we were doing a bit of a sound check earlier and I said I've not really formulated too much uh questions uh you know I wanted to keep it loose and you actually did say you just haven't prepared have you yeah first rule of business yeah. always prepare <laughs> not, not, not my first rule of business um also Lisa and I work together in a company that we started together so Lisa is very aware of my um Great strengths. Great strengths. And greater weaknesses. And occasional flaws. <laughs> Many <Yes>. flaws. <laughs> so I'll tell you what, tell, can you tell the listeners a little bit about your journey to start Progress Marketing? Like, why, Tell us about, about the start of the company. Where did it first begin 20 years ago? Yeah, sure. Um, so I was employed. I got made redundant. I probably would never have started my own company if that had not happened to me. Um, and I remember... Blubbing all the way back down the M62. That's crying um, for any Southern listeners. <laughs> yeah. I am Southern. Oh, right. Funny. <laughs> Some of it. <laughs> so I remember I took it quite hard, that redundancy. Um, and then I kind of gathered myself together and thought, um, actually, do you know what? I could do this for myself. Um, and at that stage, um, there weren't too many risks in doing so. So I just thought I'd actually go for it. I, I think if I hadn't been almost pushed, I never would have done it. But now... I can't imagine doing anything else. I yeah. absolutely love it. Um, and I'm probably quite unemployable now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely so. are. Um, <laughs> but it is interesting that because there are, I think, 
in most cases, most startup or most founders that I speak to, there is that that catalyst. So obviously being made redundant or losing your job is quite often a catalyst for people to say, actually, I'm I'm going to do it. That yeah. wasn't my journey. I always wanted my own business from the from the minute I first worked in an agency. I set myself a goal to have my own agency by the time I was 30. But it is, I think that, I think it's a great thing because like you said, you were, you know, you took something really negative and then thought, actually, I'm going to do it. Yeah, some people definitely just have that entrepreneurial seed inside them. I was kind of, I'd always, you know, glass half full. I'd always make the best of whatever I was doing and enjoy it. And people always kind of say that they think it's a risk to start your own business. But the way I saw it, as soon as I saw a redundancy, I lost 100% of my salary immediately. Now, that's quite a big risk. Whereas if you um, have a business and you have your contracts, if you lose a contract, you lose a tiny proportion of your income and you just go out and get and get another contract mm. and get another client. So you actually have, I think, more control over your destiny because it's about how much you put into it, really. Yeah. And just tell the listeners a little bit about what does progress marketing do? So um, we help generally SMEs, a lot of manufacturing engineering clients, a lot of professional services clients, and we help them put together their growth plan, normally three or five year growth plan. We try to get the directors aligned in their vision, which isn't always easy. And actually, it's really good to have an external come in and get all those thoughts out of people's heads. We assume far too much that people know what we're thinking, know what our aspirations are. But you can get a board um, a board of directors who one wants to double the turnover in you know, three years and the other one's like steady away. Let's keep going with what we're doing. We're making a nice income. So I help with growth plans for those businesses. And then we look particularly at the sales and marketing strategy of how they can be achieved and the various stages they have to go through. And I think as well, I like to get under their skin in terms of um, a kind of mentor and understand the psychology of why they're doing it and what they're struggling with. Um, and yeah, that's mm. basically what we do. So we kind of touched a bit on this and I guess you... The answer is you, you didn't have one, perhaps. But um, I remember when I started Zeal, a lot of people used the word brave. Oh, you're brave mm. doing that. You know, you're brave. And it to me, well, I, I wasn't because I didn't really have anything to risk. But what was your biggest fear in starting progress marketing? What, what did you? Uh, I think it is just fear of failure, fear of, um, you know, it's like saving face, really, isn't it? Up until then, I um, hadn't probably had any failures as such or nothing major and so you're kind of doing something and you want to do it really really well um, and it does take it's not necessarily brave in terms of for me yeah I wasn't risking anything particularly if it hadn't worked I'd have probably gone and found myself a job mm. but you are risking kind of reputation um, and you want to do something really well and will it work you don't know when you first start you have no idea mm. so actually on that what mistakes did you make I asked you this earlier and you went, none. I was all right, Lisa, calm down. <laughs> Do you know, the thing I think, and I think I'm still doing it this far on, is taking on everything myself. Mm. So I think you need to learn that outsourcing um, is better. You cannot do, a business owner cannot do every single thing and actually isn't good at every single thing. So it tends to be that if you've got a creative brain, you might be happy with the selling and the marketing of it but you possibly are not so good on the finer detail and the finances and so on. Mm. So you generally, you know, give, if you, as soon as you can afford it, delegate or give the people who have got that skill set 
be, you know, uh, give contracts to them to do that for you so that you stick to earning money and doing what only you can do. Yeah, like living in your own magic, isn't it? It's a, yeah, it's exactly that. It's There are some things that is just Lisa. Um, and then anything else, you know, can be outsourced. Yeah, but. and I'm and I sort of when I see my business <laughs> business owners that I work with, you know, a, t- a good example is a ten million turnover ma- uh, manufacturer. And I went down. I don't know why I was on the shop floor. And I went to stores, and there was the MD in stores fiddling around with something in stores. And I just said, "What are you doing in Get here? Out. Get out of this storeroom! You are the MD. Go strategize back in your boardroom." Because he just was, you know, it was like a pig in muck. He was really happy with what he was doing in there, but it was not what he had. The, you know, his core strength was to to leave that firm and not to faff around yeah. in the store cupboard. Do you think though there is? I think there is a fine line between then losing touch with some so for example I couldn't do most people's jobs in the agency (laughs) try not to laugh but no fair point (laughs) some people would argue I can do my own but I am actually quite good at it um no but there obviously you know there are most of the jobs that I employ people do I couldn't do but I do think it's important that I truly understand them um, yeah. And so I guess it is that fine line between, I mean, I'm really good at delegating because basically there's a lot of jobs I don't want to do. Uh, in fact, I only, I've only ever had one bad appraisal in my whole career well, as an from employee. From yourself? No. <laughs> I'm like, Jane, you're you brilliant, do so Jane. You're doing really well. Um, no, I have had one bad appraisal in my entire working career. Um, and then the only positive that I got was you're really good at delegating. And about like that was from It is actually from him. a really good skill. Yeah, though. I mean, from him it was a backhanded compliment. <laughs> but it is a good skill because I'm not a control freak and I'm happy to let people... I mean, I hire people who are better than me. That's the whole point. Yeah. Um, but I do think what I don't want to do, and I think it is a really difficult line to tread, is you also don't want to be the boss or the leader who's in an ivory tower somewhere completely remote away from the day-to-day workings of the business. And I think that, for me, I find that quite a difficult... Yeah, that's you know, when you get to a certain size. I think it's when you're, you know, when you're starting up, you probably do, you do have to start being jack-of-all-trades to start off with until you've got the cash and the revenue coming in to be able to pay someone else to do it. So you probably do have quite good insight and you probably are quite close to the ground. It's when it gets unwieldy and you just have hundreds of people, then no, it's obviously far more difficult then but Mm. um yeah you you want to be able to empathize with a difficult job that somebody's got to do Mm. and know what the obstacles are Mm. yeah okay cool um do you so obviously mistakes then you haven't you I I guess you tried to (laughs) you kind of swerved that but like a politician that isn't it what mistakes did you make I did too much on myself (laughs) I did too much I just worked too hard people do do that though they do work too hard (laughs) I know and they don't have that work-life balance and they don't sort of make time for their own headspace even what we know that now we probably didn't know that as much before covid I think but we know that now which nice segue to my next question thank you uh what at what point do you celebrate like celebrate yourself or success I I the people I've met that run businesses or run their own business are really not very good at doing this and I actually said to a client the other day I was like go buy yourself a bottle of champagne and drink it because actually you have not celebrated any of the success of the last 12 months because you're already looking ahead. Yeah. What do you celebrate? That's a really good, and it doesn't surprise me at all that you suggested they bought alcohol and consumed <laughs> it. <laughs> 
Um, do you know what? I probably don't. I I think I celebrate. I literally would say the probably the biggest celebration is the little fist pump in the car when you get the call that you won that contract that you've been going for. It's a kind of an internal um, sort of pat on the back. Um, I think you you if you can share it with someone, you celebrate it more. So, you know, when we've been doing um, Colco and we've won, you know, big contracts, it's easier to share when it's when it's somebody else. Um, but, um, yeah, no, I'm probably not very good at that. Yeah, no, well, probably not very good. I'll say the same to you. You also do say to me. There's a mistake we've just uncovered. Yeah, but you also do say to me, I think it was you that once said, like, God, stop you know, beating yourself up. Yeah, I'm better with clients. So with clients, what I'll do is list all the things we have achieved that year Mm. because they're obsessing with the one thing that they haven't. Mm. Because that's what we all do. We, you know, you can get a, you know, you get your report card from school and it could be A styles all the way down, but that one that's the A, Mm. everybody fixates on. It's ridiculous. So we did 360 appraisals recently. Well, I'll say recently, it was actually quite a while ago. And, you know, very nicely, and I'm glad to say I got, you know, a very good, a very good appraisal back and then um the one negative was somebody said oh she doesn't take criticism well and I was like how dare you that is absolute bullshit and then I was like oh no hang on a minute (laughs) literally not taking criticism well so um all right and and obviously as I mentioned earlier and you've kind of touched on there you work with a lot of startups and Mm. founders do you see, and this is an age-old question of, you know, is there a personality trait that you believe makes either somebody want to start their own thing or be good at it or, you know, be able to grow? I think quite often the people that I think are the most sort of inspiring to me are the people who really get other people and other people's motivations. I think that empathy thing is really important for business owners. And it's just... I take my hats off to the businesses that I go to because they genuinely, the word, there's lots of words that are overused now and they've become sort of cliched, but the word resilience Mm. is what I always think of with business owners because they keep, there's always grenades that get chucked in. They can have the best plan in the world and there'll be a grenade. And the grenade is normally probably to do with a person's behavior, another one of their employees' behavior. But they're so, if you've got resilience, and that and you've got to have quite high energy levels to be a good business owner too, because you're the one picking everybody up and trying to sort of carry them with you. So I think high energy, resilience, and then personal empathy with people, because that helps with clients, that helps with suppliers, it helps with everybody. So I think they are some sort of crucial attributes that you'd yeah, want to see. I'd, I'd agree with that, definitely. I think it is that picking yourself up and brushing yourself off really quickly yeah Um, changing you know it's fine you can you know say yeah that was that was pants I didn't enjoy that experience whatever it might have been but actually going right but now where are we let's get positive again let's look for the you know good I nearly burst into song then let's get positive positive. (laughs) anyway we can cut that bit yeah we can (laughs) Ben right yeah okay um so, yeah, what advice, if there's somebody out there listening, so I did actually genuinely have somebody come up to me at an, an industry do, and they were like, are you Jane from Zeal? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly, 
what the, the most lovely woman oh, I've ever met. And she said, I feel starstruck because I listen to your podcast. I know, I know that I get, I get it. It's hard to believe this happened. Oh, this is real, but it did. Did I say about being humble when I talked about <laughs> being good business leaders? But it, but it was, and she said, listening to the podcast made her make the jump from being an employee to going freelance. Wow. I really hope it's working yeah, out for her. Yeah, me too. We I mean, to, she, she seemed great and I'm sure. We need to get rid of the yeah. Oh, yeah, we should, shouldn't we? <laughs> but she, she did seem great and I, I genuinely <laughs> think that, um, you know, that was a good move for her. But what advice would you give anybody listening out there now who's thinking, oh, I think I might start my own thing? Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm just a great believer in the no regrets thing for anything, whether it be, you know, starting your own business or anything else, you just do not want to look back and think you wasted your time doing something that you really thought you could have, you know, had a crack at. I I suppose you do want to make, you need to make sure you've got some cushion financially, don't you? And you need to maybe give yourself a certain amount of time, just be sensible in that respect. But I would say go for it because it's just the most liberating thing to be the kind of master of your own destiny. However much effort you want to put in, if you kind of can get the planning right and get the um, you know the proposition right, if we're talking in a marketing um, sort of speak, it's just the best feeling ever. You feel fulfillment every day, basically, don't yeah. you? You know that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, that I I do think it's not for everybody. I think it's I think that is, you know, there is this kind of I don't know, I guess influencer thing where it's like hustle harder and yeah, smash it and do this and and actually that isn't for everybody. And I don't think people that don't want to do that that's cool yeah. actually that's totally cool but, but these are people that you said they want to make yeah the and if change. they want to yeah 100% um, the highs are higher and the lows are lower that's how I would yeah, describe and it you, I also think don't get too hung up on like if it doesn't work yeah go and get a job yeah it's not the end of the world yeah if it doesn't work but at least you've given yeah. it a go that's when I've met people who have been toying with the idea and want to do it. And actually one of them now owns a really successful agency. Um, I probably should have told him not to do it because he's one of our competitors <laughs> now, but uh, no, he's great. Um, I said, have set yourself a time limit. So have enough money that you can survive for six months, three months, 12 months, whatever that, you know, he was lucky he had a 12 month buffer. And I said, you have to be brutally honest with yourself that if, after the end of that, if you're not taking the salary you could earn in a job, yeah. then that's the time, you know, to move on. I mean, when I started, I had you know I don't have any children I didn't I wasn't married I you know had a house so there was no there was no risk um but I think people that I've spoken to that you know do have families or anything else they just have to be a little bit more um you know sensible about it but like you say realistically if you if you try it and you give it your all and it fails you haven't really failed have you because you can go get a job and you've got that amazing experience and yeah I I do do the what's the worst that can happen scenario and have a plan b yeah you know you've got skill sets you had a job before and you clearly have skill sets and you've got confidence so if you think you've got a good idea there's I would I mean obviously I'm biased but I would say absolutely take the plunge I was a brilliant waitress I reckon I could do that again (laughs) I used to love doing that yeah I was a good bar oh I was a good barmaid we should start a bar (laughs) yeah Yeah, I know right (laughs) um Right. Well, last question, not about anything. What's the most expensive thing you've ever broken? Oh. <laughs> she hates stupid questions like this. <laughs> you didn't prep for that one. No, she thinks she's interviewing me now. You should have been prepared. Stupid you should have been prepared for this. 
I don't know. I am no. quite clumsy, but I don't know if I've broken anything. I don't think we've got anything expensive in our house. If that was shoulders, had, broke my shoulders had, all the time. Yeah, we've had a couple of we've had a couple of broken bones. some hearts. Oh, there we <laughs> no, go. I haven't. <laughs> I haven't broken any hearts. <laughs> I like that. You quickly come it. I haven't actually. I haven't. Right, and if I've thought of another thing that you really, really need to prioritise as being a business owner, actually focusing on having fun. Like yeah. taking the good bits. And I kind of think the blessing is if you can do something that you really enjoy and you actually have fun from it, you have cracked it. Yeah. If I'm that good gives at that. you a sustained lifestyle and you have fun with it, genuinely, though. Yeah, no. Like we do have a lot yeah. of fun. <laughs> I always say you're awake. When you're awake, the most, like the, the part of your life that's biggest when you're awake is at work. Mm. So, that god yeah you've got to you have got to enjoy what you do and you actually have to think about that element yeah. of it am i actually enjoying yeah, and I this fun, yeah. yeah yeah so that bit i saw you know i'm sure that's not in any you know great business books of, of our time but i actually think that's crucial because that's what gives you the energy to, to keep have going. the resilience and to yeah, keep going absolutely yes thank you very much our first guest on the relaunched podcast ben how did we do Excellent. Yeah, 10 out of 10. 360 degree uh, appraisal. Um, We have a, uh, I think the next person on our podcast is actually one of our clients who set up an adult tricycle company. Um, So James Walker from Jorvik is coming in to do a little podcast for us. Um, And what else do I have to say at the end? Thanks for listening. Um, Email us. Subscribe. Tell us how great we are. Subscribe? No, I don't think we do that. Yeah. Swipe up for more info. Welcome to our channel. Oh. <laughs> oh, Keep it sealed. <laughs> Keep it sealed, guys. <laughs>